Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Food, everybody is continuing with Mind the Gap, and today we're discussing the second stumbling block to single-mindedness, and that is not accepting what God has provided as enough not accepting what God has provided as enough. In that statement, that encompasses a lot of things. God's provision, first of all, starts with your life itself. He has provided you with the, with the breath, the life, the journey, the assignment, the purpose, all of those things that make you who you are, unique characteristics, that includes your flaws, which are absolutely your strengths as well. All of that starts first that he's provided you with, right? Those unique perspectives, the unique experiences that only you will take through your journey of life, the unique parents that have been assigned to you, the siblings or the lack of siblings, all of those things are unique to your journey, and God has already provided them for you. So the first place where we usually lack that acceptance is in our own life. We began to look outside of ourselves and admire other people, and there is nothing wrong with being inspired and fueled by seeing other people work. But you have to understand that you are a leader in your own right because God himself saw fit to breathe life into you. They don't have anything that you don't have. It may not look the same way but all of you were given life by the one creator. And we individually have to learn to accept that provision first. It also encompasses monetary provisions, you know, things like cars, homes, all of those things that we all aspire to have, the comfortable lifestyles that we all like to to live, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting the best for you and your family. But any time that those craving lead us away from truly accepting that God has provided us with all that we need. We're actually giving in to our human nature that is prone to craving. It's prone to never being satisfied. It's prone to never believing that all that you have is merely enough. We've throughout this journey shared this story, and I think it is it encompasses every area if we look at it deep enough. But in Genesis, we can see that little craving for more is what caused Adam and Eve to miss the abundance or to no longer focus on the abundance that had been provided for them. They had access to all of the trees in the garden, but because of that little craving for more, they actually gave their attention to a thing that they believed they lacked or they were missing. Instead of being the steward and being obedient to the precept that they have get, were given to multiply, to be fruitful and to multiply, to tend to the abundance that they had, they actually had their hands full when you start to think about it. They really didn't have time to really focus on the thought of lack had they given themselves fully, had they been completely convicted in the belief that God had provided them with all that they needed, they wouldn't have had time to even give in to that craving 
because their conviction would have rendered their craving under the authority of the abundance that they had been given. See, cravings are going to happen because we're human, but when we have a conviction, a conviction that's rooted not in the results, but rooted in the simple fact that we have all that we need, not because of anything that we've done, but simply because of the one who has done it for us, we are then able to realize that even when we have the cravings, we can choose to make a different decision. See, our cravings lead to thoughts, actions, and behaviors. And when we are unconscious, completely unaware of the abundance that surrounds us, we will give in to those cravings under the need to fill a void that we perceive that we have. The void really isn't there. It's an illusion. It's just because we've turned our eyes away from the responsibility of tending to the garden that we've been given. As entrepreneurs, there are many cravings that fight for our attention today in the marketplace. But when we understand that there are certain behaviors, certain actions, certain thoughts that we are completely convicted about following no matter what, we aren't easily swayed by these cravings. When you follow a craving and you lack your conviction about your purpose and will that was designed by God, you will begin to fall for anything. You will begin to have delays, misalignment, distractions, frustrations, and doubt as the entrepreneur. All of this we know is detrimental to our journey. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't have challenges, but some things are self-imposed. It's those self-imposed challenges that I want us to make sure that we understand that our cravings, our cravings for the end result, not focusing on our convictions, not fully buying into who we are, understanding that we've been given all that we need, knowing that whatever is needed as a tool or a resource is not because we lack anything, it's so it can make our journey a lot easier. See, contentment is not about trying to not want something. Think about those that have dieting. I don't consider myself as dieting, but right now I am working out. I am training, right? But naturally, as I work out, my body doesn't want certain foods. But many times when we're trying to lose weight and we do diets, we say, well, I'm trying not to eat certain things or certain foods. But as I said, contentment is nothing about trying not to want something. It's about having a conviction about what you already have, understanding that all of your needs have already been met, and God has simply provided for you. Same way with working out and losing weight. It's not about not trying to want a certain type of food. It's understanding that your body is becoming different and you're choosing and making a strong conviction to no longer go back to the thing that has created the ailment in your life to begin with. See, we have to be willing to walk away from the things that have caused us the stress, the distractions, and the frustrations, not feeling like we're missing out on anything. Remember, the pursuit of lack is the very nature of craving itself. It's the very nature of discontentment. It's the pursuit of the things you believe you lack when, in fact, you have all the abundance already around you. Remember Adam and Eve. He had given them every tree in the garden. It was theirs. 
But the moment they pursued lack, pursued the thought that that one tree possessed something that they needed outside of themselves, the whole humanity fell. So when you think about your whole life, your life is your personal and your professional assignment. Every role that you have will suffer when we chase after craving. We create certain circumstances within our journey because we have enough stress as it is just being a peculiar people. But when we follow craving, that thought that takes us out of alignment, that causes us delays, causes us to stay on journeys that really are paths that aren't really meant for us, we get ourselves hurt. We get disappointed. We find ourselves wanting to blame other people when we've actually decided on our own to give up our birthright of abundance for the spoils of a mere quest. We forget who we are or we fail to even do the homework on who we are. We take a lot of time to study celebrities, study other successful people, but have you taken the time to study yourself? You are a leader and you are successful. The fact that you're even here, all of the accomplishments, all of the things that you've come through, you've got a unique story just in your life alone. Have you taken the time to study yourself? Have you taken the time to celebrate you? Have you taken the time to realize that you are a leader, that you are made for more, and that you do not need to settle for a desperate pursuit of lack when you are clearly built and created to take a purposeful journey that leads you to the promise that's already been given to you? You don't have to manifest anything. Manifestation is not your job. The beginning and the end has already been written. Your clear precept from the beginning of time was that you are to be fruitful and multiply. Be diligent. Be a good steward over what you've been given. Bring back to the master a multiplication of what he's given you. That's all he ever asked of you. He's never asked you to create results. He's the result creator. You have to buy in and believe that to be true for yourself. When you let God be enough, there won't be a void that needs to be filled. You will operate from a place of peace. You will execute actions, implement the knowledge on the things that you already have. You will be free to allow God to be both the supply and the demand of your business and your life. What we need to remember are three scriptures I want you to hold true about biblical contentment. First is Philippians 4, 11 through 13, and it says, Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am in. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Romans 8 and 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, And he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecution, with difficulty, 
for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. In closing today, be sure that you understand biblical contentment is not about you trying not to want anything because ambition given by God is truly healthy. But true ambition has a goal at the end, but God has already revealed it to you. Your job is just to walk out the middle. Biblical contentment is a conviction that Christ's power, purpose, and provision is sufficient for every circumstance. You are to learn how to walk, not run, through all kinds of adversity, believing in and experiencing Christ's sufficiency in its fullness. You have to choose to rest on God's good promises despite what may be going on in your life. So I hope that has encouraged you all today here on Wisdom Inspired. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to email us at hello at aaccoworking.com if you'd like to learn more about our community or to share with us your aha moments from the Wisdom Inspired calls. We also have a great networking event every Wednesday, which is we like to call our Business Fellowship Hour. So just come and join us, meet some great ladies, build your network and your network at the same time, and come and just relax for a moment and just get to know some other uh, strong leaders here in the marketplace that are Christ-centered and focused on following their divine assignment. And we will meet you back on the line tomorrow morning. You guys have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.